This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Happy Madden release day to all who celebrate. And I'll be honest here and say, I haven't played it down in Madden in, gosh, it's probably been about nine years or so. It's been a minute, but it, it does come out today. It's gone downhill, man. I, I used to play Madden all the time, and it's just gotten worse and worse. I hope uh, NCAA is a lot better. <laughs> What's gotten worse about this game? They just keep the same mechanics. I mean, it just there's not much difference from game to game, and... I, I think we're all just ready for a college football game to be back out, honestly. <laughs> they've added, from what I read, they've added, um, they've added more realistic player movements. Uh, they have added something called relocation for franchise mode, where you could actually like put a team together in Tokyo or Buenos Aires or Memphis or Omaha. What the Pac-12 is doing. Yeah. Kind of right. Yeah. I mean the the ACC. Sorry, it's a good way yeah, to good yeah. way to look at it. It's what the Big Ten is doing. Sooner or later, the Big Ten is going to expand to London, England. You know, it football team in Ireland. Exactly. Yeah. Why not? Yep. If you got Notre Dame and Navy playing in Dublin, then you can have the University of Dublin and the Big Ten. It all makes sense. Just get the, no, that's a way to get Notre Dame into the Big Ten. Get they, the University of Dublin there too. They had NFL Europe. You have SEC Germany. That would be the uh, extreme eastern division. <laughs> the Frank- way eastern the Frankfurt Frankfurt Fire. They love football in Germany. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, they, they do. The, they love the NFL. I wonder how much the uh, of the college game that they're watching, or in this case, maybe the college game that they're playing. The, I, I, I caught, this did catch my my interest a little bit, though, because I'm a, when I'm around the Arkansas baseball team, they have. I mean, it is. It's kind of like a video game to help visualize the repertoire that the pitcher they're going to face has. It's it's like a it, it's like Virtual a VR reality. headset that yeah. you put on. I've worn this thing before. Yeah. And you know, it's supposed to mimic the Do spin they say of the it ball, helps? the sort of side Yeah, they tell me it helps to at least be able to see because you, know, you can watch film on somebody. Usually that film from that pitcher is coming from the center field camera. You're not hitting from behind the pitcher. You're hitting, you know, with him looking right at you. So in that case, that's what they're that's what they're doing on virtual reality is, you know, face looking at the pitcher and you can kind of see the release point, the spin and and all of that. I've wondered if football players ever do the same thing. Tyreek Hill says he doesn't watch game film. He watches Madden to prepare for the cornerbacks that he faces. Nah, so so I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just play Madden the night before, and I go look at all their ratings. So let's say, for instance, they had Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. Um, I just go get on Madden. I go to the EA rosters, and then I scroll down and see what their awareness is, their speed is, and they sprint, and that's how I get a good tell on them. Now, I'm going to say this. I almost feel like Tyreek Hill is joking with the reporters, and we just don't realize it. Tyreek Hill, he sounds, man, he sounds like he's better than everybody else. And I was, uh, he sound, he's, he's out there like Messi in the retirement league. He's, uh, Tyreek Hill has had about six years now where that dude is, he's, he's, when, when you, you look at, you got an X receiver and you got a Z receiver. You know, your Julio Jones, your, your Calvin Johnson, your X, your, your Antonio Brown, your Tyreek Hill, your Z. 
Who's better than Tyreek Hill at the Z receiver in the NFL? I don't know that there is right now. He's the best. He's the best Z receiver in the game. Is he so good that he doesn't need to watch game film? It's it's like show up and look pretty because he is faster than everybody. I mean, he will outrun everybody, and you lose for one second. Like you see a safety on those play action plays, they look in for one second, and he's he's gone. I would just expect, and sorry for the little sound effects there for my laptop. I would expect that. Now, again, I don't play Madden, so I don't know if this is the case. But are, do the, do the players do the players' tendencies come out in their in their rating? Like I know there's five players that have a 99 rating, but does that tell you whether or not? You know, they're more comfortable cutting to the left than cutting to the right. You know, I know they, they rate spin moves and everything like that, but does it also take into account what side is a cornerback's weakness? You know, where you take that first step sometimes, depending on, on what happens at the line of scrimmage with the receiver that's across that line from him. I, do, I just don't know if the video game features that kind of stuff, and I know game film does. Well, I know this. When I played the FIFA game and you had Felipe Coutinho, you get on that left side and cut in right, and he and, and Iron Robbins the other way, you get on that right side and cut in left. So I, I do think they are more up to date because I, I haven't played Madden in a, in, a, in a while, but when you play the FIFA, it's real similar to uh, to stepping up. You you see it. You you actually see like if they're if they're right footed, like Mohamed Salah, he's left footed. Don't even try to kick it with your right foot. So NCAA football on EA Sports was a thing when you played, Matt. Right? I think I think you were one of the, you might have been one of the last uh, generations of college football players who existed on NCAA football put together by EA Sports. Before I mean, people have put their own versions of that game together since it was driven extinct. Um, but I just wonder: would you have uh, would you have studied? For a game by putting well, on NCAA football, you don't study. You, you you don't study for it that way. But every little thing helps. Every little thing helps when you when you when you're playing against a cover two. When you're playing against a man free, they're, they're, they've got that that capability. Like the linebacker kind of knows. Like especially if you're, you know, the best thing is you get online and play. But you can see what they're doing. They got an under defense. They got a four four defense. What what are they doing? Is it short yardage? They putting their safeties up on the run? Are you trying to play action? Do you got to max protect? You know, so it has you thinking for all the things that you, that you, if you're if you're actually trying to. Tyreek Hill just shows up and plays. He's just better than you, though. You know, so he's, he's just being like he's, funny. Doesn't yeah. it feel like he's trolling? He's being a little funny. Here a little I, bit. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry Rice was watching somebody play Tecmo Bowl the day before he played see, in 1988. The the weirdest thing I've seen. I've seen you've seen some weird things in contracts, but Kyler Murray's part of his contract was is to play Madden. You know, to 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 be aware and and start picking that up. Like whatever little thing you can do, you know, to help. That's, that's like that's like trying to convince a student to open a book by giving them twenty dollars to do it, right? Essentially, and we're just right. like, hey, we need we need you to study here. We really need you to study here. Just play a video game, okay? Put our playbook on here. We'll even get the same verbiage for you. You can put you can probably download the plays and you can get on there. You can do that. You go to the off season thing. You can set up your your offense. Some one of your GAs can set up the offense and have every one of your plays on there. And then you can go home and use the same exact playbook and you can be seeing it and calling it and doing all that stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, you can they 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 uh, monitor or how much time all of these players spend on the iPad. Go, you got to do better than 0.0. 0. You got to, you got to. That's what I read about. At least like, do one, right? In the Manziel documentary, <laughs> uh, when when the Cle- Cleveland realized that he had totally checked out on, on, on the NFL when they, when they checked in on his iPad and he hadn't watched anything for weeks, 
He literally didn't care anymore. But I mean, can you imagine? So, like Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the of uh, of um, the, the Dolphins, like, all right, Jalen Waddle, he's watching. All right, he's good. He put in he put in fifteen hours of uh, film this week, or, mm-hmm. or on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Too, uh, he put in twenty four hours, a full day right here. What did Tyreek do? Don't worry, he's just playing video games. Everything he fine. put in thirty seven hours. He's he's actually twenty four and two though on the game. So <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, coach. Don't worry, coach. I've been I stayed up until two in the morning he's, watching uh, studying my next opponent on uh, on Madden. It's like it was what my son is doing in the middle of the night. Right? He's probably studying for a test, playing. Uh, playing Roblox. That's how these things operate now. I studied. I stayed up late playing Ms. Pac-Man, studying for they tests. Got, they got professional leagues uh, where, where they're playing. I know they do. I, yeah, before the game, they'll have it on the big screen. You'll have a like a, like we're doing that Hardy's thing. That they'll do a thing where you can win a you win a trip and and you play the video game before the game against whoever's whoever you're playing against. Matt, you know, like so. Right there in Arlington, right by the old ballpark, uh, which is right across from the new ballpark, which is right there by the stadium where the Hogs will play against A&M. There is, now that's the entertainment capital of Texas, as Arlington likes to call it. Right across the street from the older Globe Life Field is an e-sports stadium. It's indoors, all right? It's one of the only indoor... Th- well, I guess the, the new baseball park is indoors, and so is AT&T. So it's a little bit larger of an indoor space. Um, you will, like, I remember being there for a baseball game, and the amount of traffic just for the eSports stadium was mind-blowing. Because you got all these other things that people can do there, including Six Flags, but yet the eSports parking lot was more filled than just about anything else. It gets and, intense. And here it's like, I grew up watching a television show called You Can't Do That on Television on Nickelodeon, where the, the actors would joke about having to do their Pac-Man exercises. And now it's really a thing. I don't know if they're you know practicing Pac-Man or whatever, but you can definitely make a living off your video games. Uh, 877-377-6963 on our Clarty Daniel hotline. Give us a call or a text, especially if you want to uh, admonish me for never seeing uh, the movie Jeremiah Johnson, which is definitely on my list, and I'll have a report for you next week. Ryan and Prairie Grove would be uh, all fired up for an Irish SEC team in Dublin, the Dublin Bangers. Mm, now we're naming them after food or something. Buffalo Wild Wings just dropped two new sauces for a limited time to try in your traditional or boneless wings. Come into any participating Buffalo Wild Wings and try our new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and Jonesboro to try the new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. While supplies last, get yours today. Buffalo Wild Wings. They have everything you need this summer at Eastside Liquor, such as Evan Williams flavored whiskey, soda jerk root beer or orange cream shots, Appalachian sipping cream liqueur, and more. A new law in Arkansas now allows the sale of single 50 milliliter bottles as well. Eastside Liquor, located at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Stop in or swing by the drive-thru and see Dave and his team today. This to left field, flying toward a diving Nimmo, and Brandon Nimmo goes full layout to haul it in. A spectacular play. Fermin's got three major league hits career. He's like, dude, I don't need that. What an effort. 
Sons of Brandon Nimmo with a diving catch in the Mets win over the Cardinals yesterday by a 4-2 final score. I only played that because Brandon Nimmo would have been a Razorback had he not decided to sign a contract with the Mets. And the team that Nimmo's Mets defeated, the Cardinals, bringing up another sort of player just like that in Mason Wynn who was signed with Arkansas to uh, get onto campus for the 2021 season. And he's about to be a major leaguer. So he would have just wrapped up his third year at Arkansas, which means he would have been eligible for the draft. Chances are he would have been a first-round pick with that kind of talent, which also means he probably wouldn't have gotten to the big leagues this year. So that's just evidence of a really smart decision by Mason Wynn. Um... And right now, he, they, the Cardinals also bring him up where he's still going to end up with rookie eligibility. Uh, rookie eligibility would include 130 at-bats, no more than 45 days in the major leagues. And uh, so I think they got 45 days left on the schedule. They knew exactly what they were doing. Mason Wynn should be a candidate, potentially, for rookie of the year next year in the National League. Do, do they save money? Because I, I just saw where the 11th overall pick, uh, first baseman Nolan, uh, is it Shanuel? He, he The Angels just, just called him up, too, after six weeks he just he was in the six he was um i don't even think he had a hundred at bats and uh in 21 games and, and they already called him up you realize how rare that is yeah yeah that's amazingly rare. he was playing at florida atlantic this year and now he's up with the angels are they just grasping for something to try yes. to keep Shohei Itani saying, look, we got a young star. If he can produce, maybe you keep Shohei? I just don't see there's any ways. I shouldn't say that because they're, they're in an area where he might be comfortable about it anyway. I don't know. Uh, but whatever they, the, the, the trades they made, the Angels, it sent them in the opposite direction. It does feel like a little bit of a self-defeating prophecy to bring up uh, you know, potentially who you view as your top prospect when there isn't really all that much to play for right now. Um, you know, so with the Cardinals, you know, they're, they're, they're getting Mason Wynn his, uh, the start of his career here, and that also starts the clock, you know, the clock for free agency, which is usually the thing that they're trying to avoid. But that is at least another, you know, maybe a reason to watch Cardinals games. We've got Dudley Dawson with us right now on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Afternoon, Dudley. It's been a while. Hey. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm doing good. Doing good. Very good. I know it's been... You know, I mean, last week, just I, I could only follow on, on, on your social media and uh, can't, can't even try to put myself in your shoes. Uh, highs and lows, you know, I mean, you go into the Newport Athletics Hall of Fame and, and then a couple of days later bury your best friend. Um, I mean, it's only been a few days since then. How, you know, how are you holding up? I'm doing good. You know, uh, it's uh, it's important to remember the great memories that I had with Charles, and and uh, you know, I obviously was very honored and humbled to be put in the Newport uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, I was I was a little bit speechless there for a while, which is not usually my my thing. So that tells you how much I appreciate it. But yeah, it was. Uh, and during all that, the the air conditioner went out at the house, so it was a it was a week to. Uh, to, you know, to, to remember, to forget, you know, all kind of things there. But the, the world goes on, and you've got to pick it back up and get back the next day. I know that's what Charles would want me to do, and that's what I'm doing. Can you tell me if you um, you remember, you know, when you and Charles became such good friends and, um, you know, what, what led to that? 
Well, met him the. Uh, I went to a school. Uh, lived out in, actually in a, a community called Balls. I went to a school called uh, Rutherford, which was for the country kids from grades one through three. And then got to come to the big city of Newport in the fourth grade and uh, met uh, Petra, the, the love of my life, and uh, Charles the same day. So that was that was a pretty good day. That first day of fourth grade there in Newport and. And uh, I always joke that uh, we, you know, we were on basketball teams from the fourth grade on. I was taller than he was in the fourth grade and scored more points than he did in the fourth grade. But he got his growth spurred and mine never came. And uh, luckily, I, I kind of rode his coattails a little bit on up here. And, and uh, you know, things things went, uh, went the way they, they should have, I guess. And I, uh, you know, I, I will forever take half credit for the shot because uh, I threw him four million passes between the fourth grade and that one. And some of them were bad passes, so he was able to reach out and grab that bad pass, uh, you know, in the in the game against North Carolina and make the shot. So. Well, it sounds like y'all had a love of basketball for sure. That's that's pretty cool that uh, you, you always kind of remember your first couple buddies when you're playing basketball and then to have that longevity, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and here's the thing. He was one of the best kickoff guys Newport has ever had in football. Uh, in 10th grade was having a great season doing that for us. Obviously had a big leg. And, uh, Green County Tech sent a couple of guys after him and broke his collarbone uh, during mm. that game. And that was that was the end of football for him. But uh, it was the first of three personal foul penalties in three plays on me. Uh, so, you know, big big 5'9 dude protecting the 6'6 guy. So, you know, he... Uh, but he was—he—he he could have been a, a you know a, a college kicker. I mean, he was that good. And uh, but uh, I guess Green County Tech wanted to get him off the basketball court. But he healed. They—they they, we played them too early. He healed. They went out and got forty-two against them the first game he played. Nice. A lot of people called in with their memories of Charles and and you know kind of like one-off meetings where they had a chance to have five minutes or ten minutes with him or something. And and they all said great things about him. You know, I heard Joe Klein talk about him as a teammate. I think you knew him different. Differently. What, what was Charles Ballantyne like as a friend? Yeah, well, you know, what I would tell you is, is you know, people remember him for hitting the shot and as being a great basketball player, certainly improved every year he's up here. His senior year was his best year. You know, one of his best games that uh, is not remembered too much is when he had 22 points and 13 rebounds against a uh, uh, Georgetown team that was, uh, that was really loaded his senior season. But the thing I would tell you about him, and here's kind of an example, anytime that the uh, parents would come up and want to get an autograph and they'd want to introduce Charles to uh, their kid you know whether they be three years old seven years old Charles would always bend down and uh, get it you know get to the kid's level because he wanted to let them know that he was thinking about them but he was listening to them and I thought that was just you know an, a story that exhibits his kindness he anytime you're in a room with him he made you feel better whether you were, you know, you were a Walton descendant, or whether you were just somebody who walked in off the street and, and was just excited about the shot, he uh, was just a great fellow. I'm a better person for knowing him, and uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a hole in my heart that will never be, uh, you know, fixed. But uh, I'm gonna move on and honor him from here on. Well, that's good. I really appreciate you. You know, it, it's the, it's tough to talk about. It's, I, it, and you've already done it at, at the funeral last week, so I know it's not the easiest thing uh, to talk about, but definitely had to bring it up. Dudley, thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's get into some of the other stuff, too. What do you think about the cards bringing up, uh, bringing up Mason Wynn? And I, I can't help, as, as not a Cardinals fan, I can't help but think to myself, man, 
This is a kid who got to the big leagues three years after he was drafted out of high school. I can only imagine how good he would have been as the Arkansas shortstop. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing that maybe I think about the most is uh, you know probably would have got him got to watch him sixty games and he would you know and then uh, you know I guess he he would have been here a while but uh, now I'm going to get to watch him practically every night uh, uh, you know for the the rest of his career hopefully. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm cynical, like a lot of people. Uh, I think he should have been up a long time ago, but they wanted to do the service clock thing, and he's now just going to get 44 days of service time, so he'll still be eligible for the rookie of the year and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, the extra year the contracts are negotiated. But he's an outstanding baseball player. You know, you saw that when he was playing in high school. That's one of the reasons Arkansas recruited him, and he has developed uh you know, really good in the system and has come, his power has started to come. And, uh, you know, I think he has 18 home runs down in Memphis this year. Got a chance to watch him play when he was double-A coming through here with the Naturals. And just, uh, I mean, he's not Ozzie Smith, Ozzie Smith, but he's, ex- he's got me as excited about him as a shortstop than anybody we've had since then. Speaking of shortstop, the, the the Atlanta Braves shortstop is is just killing it this year. Do you do you have Atlanta as the, or do you got L.A. the Dodgers as the the chance the chance the team out of the National League to represent the, for the World Series? I really think Dodgers are getting by on smoke and mirrors. Maybe I'm wrong, and we'll see what it uh, you know happens there. With that, you know, with, except for really one week stretch, uh, Atlanta's been very uh, consistent. I think their their pitching staff now that Max Fried's back. Uh, is rounding into shape, and I, I just take them. And, and the big deal with me, you know, and saying all that, Ronald Acuna is back to being, if not the best player in the National League, one of the best players in the National League, and, and everybody is just falling into line, even without Densby, who's gone to Chicago and, and having a great year there. Yeah, well, Matt, the, the sign, getting Olsen from Oakland just uh... – I don't know that that that, that was better than anybody could have expected. He's actually turned things up since getting to the Braves, and they're giving off those vibes with a young pitching staff and I mean a great front office. And I mean now they can just get public investors. They're a publicly traded company now. The Atlanta Braves. They're giving yeah, off some. They just, they're giving off some vibes just, of what we saw in the '90s, Dudley, of like domination of a division for a few years. Right. Imagine if they just had a, a consistent left fielder. I mean, that's really the only spot that I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they could up it a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously that's my wife's team. Uh, she was a teacher in Georgia for almost 30 years, and she adopted the Braves. Now she knows that it's more important for the Cardinals to win than it is the Braves for me to be happy. But uh, I support her team, and she supports mine. Let's get some thoughts on Arkansas football. It's supposed to hear from... Defensive coordinator Travis Williams and uh, linebackers uh, for this team. I think linebacker may be a position of strength. Uh, I really like Pooh Paul. Jordan Crook showed a little bit last year. The transfers that they've uh, brought in uh, were productive at their previous stops. Uh, Coach Pittman talking a lot about a couple of true freshmen that might be able to get in on the depth chart this year. So uh, I think linebacker could be a strength of this team. And I'm just not I'm not just talking about one or two guys. I, it looks like they've built depth at that position that Arkansas hasn't had in quite a while. Yeah, that was one point I was going to stress, and it's a very good point by you. We had that press conference at 1025 this morning, and, it, you know, Coach Woods, uh, Coach uh, Williams is excited about, you know, what he's got. He's a high-energy guy. I loved Barry Odom as a, as a dude and as a coach, but I think it was time to bring some fresh faces and some new energy and stuff in here, and I think that we can see that out there on the practice field. 
and certainly when the uh, the players come in to do their interviews and talk about the coaches, so you can see that excitement that they brought. The the depth there is uh, you've got some exciting guys that have been here uh, in Poopal and and Jordan Crook, and now you've got guys who have come, as you said, that have transferred in. They feel real good about those, and then you've got what really I think has been missing. You can have enough. You can have a couple of first team guys. You can have a couple of guys you depend on the second in the second. Uh, wave of folks, but it's that third and fourth group, the depth there, that really hasn't been there, and if it's been there, they haven't been good enough. Uh, you might have had, uh, you know, eight to ten linebackers back there, but you might only play, uh, you know, feel confident playing three or four. I think it's a little bit different than that. That's why Bumper Bull and Grant Morgan and all those guys had to play nearly every snap, and I, you know, that, I don't think that's the case. And also, I think one of the things I'm seeing from uh, from this team is the versatility. No longer can you just line up and be a 250-pound linebacker and just stop the run. It's all about mismatches in college football right now. And the uh, so many times Arkansas was getting taken taken advantage of underneath or, or you know on a on a route where speed was becoming a big thing. And I think that they've kind of caught up in personnel there. They still got to go out and get it done. There's not a lot of experience there, but there's certainly a high ceiling. It looks like, and, and some guys that. Uh, you know, should be excited about just like the, the offensive line. Not a lot of experience there, but some guys that, you know, look like football players that will be taken on the first or second, first and, uh, first or second rounds of drafts. Dudley, speaking of, of that offensive line and, and this scrimmage we have coming up Saturday, and I know it's not it's not open open to the public, but they kind of tell you who the starters are. What are your thoughts with with our left tackle? Is it Manuel? That he's kind of been hurt for a little bit. Uh, do you think? Uh, how, how do you feel about this offensive line this year? You know, I think Manuel has really redefined his body, and, and he started that, and then Ben Souders, the strength and coach, conditioning coach, came in and, and, and made that even more. I mean, you guys can carry 370, but they don't need to carry 370. They need to carry 340. Uh, and I think that the only other tackle, Patrick Kudis, apparently is the guy who's just stepped forward and is going to take that spot. I kind of saw him as a utility guy that could play any, anywhere but from, you know, just looking at the practices and stuff, he solidified himself at the right tackle. Again, that's not a lot of experience you got there, except, uh, you know, with Latham and, and, and those guys in there. But you, you, I'm just very excited about the potential of those guys. But potential can, uh, can get you, can get you wins. It can get you beat. Uh, we'll see which, you know, which way it goes here. But, uh, I really do think that, uh, Coach Kennedy and Coach Pittman are excited about the ceiling of these guys. And now, can they be, you know, a cohesive working group? That's the, that's the thing that needs to happen. It needs to, to happen during those first few, three games before you get into conference play, the Texas a But uh, I think there is, you know, the, the opportunity to be excited there if they can just form as a group, which I think last year's group did well early. But for some, for some reason, there toward the end of the season, cohesiveness wasn't there in Arkansas's running game, even though it was exciting at times, didn't get what you needed to do, which, Matt, you know, fourth and three, third and two, those are the downs you got to get. Yeah, those are mindset downs, and and I think you're right. It kind of looked like we had a little fatigue there in the, in the middle of the season. I think that's why Coach made the move with his strength coach, and that was the first move he made. Yeah, and everybody would say, well, why, why, why is this guy getting, uh, uh, you know, axed first? But that, that, you know, now that we all look back on it, and, and you kind of take a you know, a, a big uh, view of it uh, instead of just a snapshot. You see that maybe that was the thing that needed to happen first. And and I'll give Coach Pittman credit. I think he's a great dude. I think he's a you know great person. But 
I think it's 11 different changes now since he's been here. If you don't get the job done, whether it be on the recruiting trail or in the in the classroom, you know, teaching these guys to get them to execute out there on the field, he'll move on and, and find somebody else. Dudley, appreciate you, man. It is great getting back with you on the air. Um, thanks for uh, your thoughts on your best friend and, uh, and everything else. Thank you so much. Hey, anytime, man. It's win time. W-Y-N-N. Thanks, Dudley. Dudley Dawson, that with a little Mason Wynn uh, thing. He's excited for it. I do wonder, though, if Mason Wynn would have made all that much of a difference right now coming up as a rookie for a team that wanted to contend. You don't have a lot of teams that win with rookie shortstops too often. Yeah, we could have used an extra bat in the lineup this year. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, going to the lake, going to the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. That's Factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. K.J. Jefferson, heck of a lot different than the last quarterback that he worked with here at Arkansas. That would be Brandon Allen. Um, and I, I, like, I like the attitude of there's, there's no one way to do it. You can't force the so-called square peg into the round hole. You work with what you have. And you've got a Swiss Army knife quarterback in K.J. Jefferson who can get better. And you're just going by the track record of the quarterbacks that Enos had mentioned there. And I don't, I don't know he's not fully responsible for Tagovailoa going to the NFL and Mac Jones and all of that. Uh, but I think he played a pretty big part in, in, in some of them. And K.J. Jefferson, I think, has a lot of attributes that you look for in an NFL quarterback. He can only get better with Dan Enos as his quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a good point. You know, each quarterback, they have their strengths and weaknesses, and you want to build on their weaknesses and, and exploit their strengths. You know, you, you, want to just, you want them to be... 
you know, whatever their weakness is, try to get them as, as good as they can, and, and in their strengths, let them let them go out there and play. One of the one of my favorite things a coach would do. Coach, coach Lee did this, and, and Coach Wiki, the two quarterback coaches I had there, and uh, both both great quarterback coaches. But they would ask you, you know, hey, what's your five favorite plays? What, what do you like to run on first down? What do you like to run on third? Like get a get a feel for what your quarterback likes and what he does good. And you know, hey, do you like throwing to the left? Can you you like running? To, what do you like throwing deep? What do you like throwing on second down? What, what's your first play? You want to you want to run in the red zone? Like kind of get you thinking and get you confidence and doing all that stuff. And so, as a coach, when the when the players kind of tell you, you kind of you kind of get a good feel for each other. It seems like they got a good relationship. I believe in training underneath center. I believe in the off season that they should train under center uh, a lot because I, I think when you're under center, it makes you more aware of your, your timing, your rhythm, and your balance on your drops. And I think a lot of these young players now don't play under center ever when they're young. And I, and I, I do I think that that's a disservice for these quarterbacks coming up um, because I feel like that's when you really, really learn and build a foundation of balance, rhythm, and timing on, on passes. and. It, and then you should transition back into the shotgun um, because that's great as well. But I think it's much easier to transition back than it is to transition forward. And That's an aspect I hadn't thought about before, Matt. The idea that, you know, automatically you're working on your footwork differently when you take the snap under center in the offseason than you would be taking a snap from the pistol or from the shotgun. There's just there's more there's more steps to be taken in that case, which which is that like that whole dance that you'll talk about with an offensive line. It's like a dance. It's the same with a quarterback when you're dropping back or compared to when you don't even have to drop back. And you can sort of be stationary when you take that when you take that snap. I think there's that's one difference between the Kendall Bryles offense and what we're going to see from Dan Enos this year. It's not like you're under center every snap, but it's going to be more so. I think that makes KJ a better quarterback in the future too. Well, it's 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 um, it's it's the truth, and it's a misconception that your your footwork doesn't matter, uh, but because it does. Your your footwork is very important when it comes to your throwing. Like you'll see somebody throw a ball, and it's like, well, why why did he miss it? Why why did he throw? Why did he sell it? Why did he throw it behind him? And it's not anything to do with his arm. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's to do with the waist down. It's to do he didn't do the proper footwork. He didn't have the proper balance. He wasn't going through his. He wasn't getting his timing right. I would just think also, I mean, no matter what, you take a snap under center and you hand off, there's still footwork. In, in, the, in, in the shotgun or in the pistol, that running back is meeting you up there where you get the it, ball. You're not really moving very much. Well, it's just, I just don't know how good it is to be stationary. It's not like you're stationary all the time, but uh, just the, the idea of your feet always moving because you're under center, to me, stands out a little bit. And the timing part of it, your footwork, three-step drop, five-step five step drop, three-step drop with a hitch, five-step drop with a hitch. You know, if you're looking to the left, if you're going high-low, what are your reads? What are your reads, your first couple steps? Where are you going next? You know as soon as, hey, he's closed, he's down, I know I'm going hitch. Then I know he's closed, I know I'm going, I'm stepping up in the – it's just – it's repetition. That's what I always say with these young quarterbacks that, that matters is, yeah, sure, those first ten plays can look good. You can get him in the – he can make a couple throws, but when it's third and seven in the third quarter the fourth quarter it's you you go back to what you practice and that's why you're putting in the work now and the things that you feel good about which is the whole idea that you're talking to you know hey what are your favorite plays what do you like to run on this and that you want your guy to feel good about what's being called absolutely yeah. like oh i gotta run this thing again let's go to the mcclarty daniel hotline woods is here to admonish me about the natural hey woods how you doing man good to hear from you i'm not gonna fight you 
Not too well because it's no. tough to fight, you know, on the radio. There, there's there's too much fighting. There's too much fighting going in all these NFL training camps, anyways, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do it live on the air. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, um, I, and I'll bring that up. But uh, Mary Steenburgen's from Newport. Yeah, uh, she and uh, and Ted have an apartment downtown Little Rock. So I I I, uh, I met. Ted Danson in New York City and paid for his clothing in a in an apartment store. Uh, Wait a second, Are you you went you went clothing shopping with Ted Danson and picked up. The no, 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 no. I went I went with my wife and his, oh, his credit card kept okay. his credit card kept getting declined, <laughs> and um, and I said, you know, I was like, can I pay for your clothes? And he was like. All right. I not usually a question that one man asks another stranger man. Well, I mean, it just it just it kept getting declined. So I, I, you know, I was like, Mr. Malone, can I pay for your clothes? You actually called him Mr. Malone. I did. That's awesome. Did yeah. you refer to his slider of death? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. But uh, yeah, my dad went to high school with his wife. Uh, that's right. That's right. Uh, Mary Steenburgen. I've seen the two of them at, at a Travelers game when I was doing uh, the Travs games. And I thought to myself, yeah. come on. How can, how can we have Sam Malone at this game and he didn't throw out the, throw out the first pitch or at least make that request? Who's playing well, this and, year? And Judge Reinhold used to shop at my grandparents' grocery store. So um, a lot of Man, cops Woods. over here in this conversation today. Woods, the... Uh, You've got sort of like the the center of Hollywood going on in your backyard, is what it sounds like too. Uh, hey, do you have a uh, you got a Texas Longhorn shirt for mow for mowing during college football season? Tell me, you do? <laughs> no, but I I will use my pirate shirt to clean my bathroom later today by your request. That's the right way to handle it, my friend. Exact right way to handle it. Don't give it the respect. Of you know, just getting sweat in. You gotta you gotta use that thing to clean up the dirt and the grime of the bathroom. It's exactly what it's for. Woods on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. I will admit I have not washed or I have not cleaned a toilet or a bathtub with a shirt ever. I actually, you know, use the usual things for that sort of stuff. But now I've got plans. Now I've got plans. I'm going to go on to uh, eBay. I'm going to buy somebody's used pirate shirt. And I'm going to clean the toilets with it later on. I had my buddy in Conway, uh, Steve Owens, the voice of the uh, UCA baseball and women's basketball teams. Uh, he got me a Pirates Hawaiian shirt. But yeah, I mean, that was he spent really good money on that. I'm not using that to clean up crap. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this. Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit GoPascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. 
With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Elon Musk has announced that there's another major change to Twitter a day after they announced they'd be killing TweetDeck. So they basically killed it a couple of months ago by changing the way it looked, and now it's not a thing any longer. Unless you pay for it, I guess, and I'm not doing that. Uh, now you won't be able to block anybody on Twitter any longer except block their DMs. You can still mute accounts, which means you won't see them. First Amendment rights, huh? I guess so. I guess so. If you're uh, if you're looking at it as just the, uh, the 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 America's town square, the world's town square, you again you can still mute people, so you won't see those tweets. Uh, but you can't uh, you can't block them. Apparently, that means that for all of the listeners who found themselves blocked by Sam Pittman. Well, pretty soon, he can't do that anymore. And if you were blocked by him once, well, he won't be any longer. Have you ever heard, though, the expression, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't think, say anything at all? It seemed like Twitter got to a point where it's just, man, I'm getting on and I'm just bashing people. I just want to make sure my – it's just like who can scream louder instead of – I thought it was just supposed to be a place to gather information, you know, like it's, it's – but it's everybody, everybody's kind of doing that. And that's where it's been. That's where it's going, and that's Gross. where it's going to continue to go. It's – yeah, it's it's a it's definitely it's a weird place. It's always been a weird place. It's gotten nastier, certainly in the last little, little less than a year. It's gotten nastier, uh, and but it's a part of it's, it's how people live on social media. Like you gotta you gotta live, adjust, and adapt. It's uh, it's just part of life. Huh? That's exactly right. That's true. You know, and I was reading an article in the Post Gazette, that's Pittsburgh's new p- newspaper, about this man. We have a really interesting relationship that has sprouted up recently. Paul Skeens is dating Olivia Dunn. All LSU athletes, of course, Skeens, the number one overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft, ace for the uh, national champion LSU Tigers, and Olivia Dunn, who I don't even know if she competed very much in gymnastics over the last season for LSU, but she's so famous and so popular. She was in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Yeah. She can't even go to class. She has to take her classes online. And... The two of them are a thing. Like, they've confirmed it. It is, it is true. You know, Dunn is somebody that literally lives her life on social media. That's how she's become an influencer. TikTok and Instagram is, is where she's gotten incredibly famous. Um, you know, in Skeens, he says he's got a Twitter account, but he never even looked at it once during the baseball season. Right. Because he said, there's nothing good that I can see on there. Somebody, you know, says a nice thing about you, fine. Somebody says a nasty thing about you, fine. He doesn't seem to bother him one way or the other. But I think it does bother Dunn quite a bit because she can't, you, somebody like that, if you are an influencer and that's how you make your money, 
you're, you can't delete. She's only showing media. successes, though. You know, Skeens at least is out there, and he, he he gives up a home run. Something can happen. She's just showing the 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 five per, I mean, I mean, she might have it. Might one hundred percent be all roses, but that's all she's doing. She's just saying, "Hey, look how cool it is." Well, and whatever whatever it is that she made, that she puts on there, is it makes her millions of dollars. Yeah, it so does. You, I mean, what are you going to do? Cut off your nose to spite your face? You're going to you keep showing the party. Yeah, you say, "Hey, this is how fun my life is." She got so pop. She is so popular. There's so many ways to look at this. I mean, she had her own security detail going around the SEC during gymnastics season. Her her boyfriend, Skeens, was pitching in front of, what, 12,000 people at Alex Box Stadium? Then at the College World Series, they had 28,000 people there. He made his pro debut this past Sunday. There were like 1,200 people in Lecom Ballpark in Bradenton, Florida. He's going to pitch again, I think, on Sunday. They'll have about the same amount of people there. But Dunn had seats behind home plate where I would think you'd want to watch the pitcher, mm-hmm. right? She had to move up into the broadcast booth because she was getting hounded so much in this little single-A ballpark with just over a 1,000 people there. They wouldn't leave her alone. It's crazy. It is. It is completely crazy. I'm sure, I'm sure in her case, she's got people blocked. People are creepy on social media sometimes. Incredibly creepy. Well, she can mute them, though, so she won't see them, but they can see whatever it is she posts, and they can see where she is and all of that kind of stuff. That's part of what blocking is about. There's a, little, there's a safety aspect to it as well. Not to, not to like make an excuse, Sam Pittman apparently blocked a bunch of people when he was an assistant coach here. And he, was still, he still had them blocked when he took the job as the head coach, but all of those are going away. Like I found myself blocked by Ben Roethlisberger um, like eight years ago. I, didn't, I never... If I ever tweeted about Roethlisberger, it was positive. I was a fan of his on the field, and I'm a huge Steelers fan. It made no sense, but I think his publicist just went on some sort of crazy blocking scheme. Did you do the Elaine thing where she goes, ah, he took it out, and then she washes, she washes her glasses? and I like, uh, oh. can only imagine Elaine on social media. That would have been kind of crazy. Anyway, it just, it's just kind of it's, – it's just more, more changes uh, to the website and the app. And I was watching this – you know, one of the things that is fun on Twitter, depending on how you view things, you know, some of the stuff that you rubberneck and you can't help but watch and you can't pull your head away from it is um, media rivalries in which, like, truthfully, I don't know any in the state of Arkansas. There might be a couple here and there, but nothing ever really plays itself out publicly. Like Anchorman, where they're go- going and they're all getting up there and they're having, now there's one rule, no, no hits to the face. Hair or face, off limits. But you have a real back and forth going on not too far away from our listening area in Oklahoma City with a couple of radio hosts, Carrie Murdoch and Parker Thune, literally destroying each other for the last two days on Twitter. Uh, one calling the other a keyboard warrior. I get a real big. I get a kick out of that. Somebody calling someone else Is that a like keyboard a game warrior manager? by typing out the words. Oh yeah, it's just kind of funny. But. Um, this all, this all came from Thune is, uh, I forget if it's the rival site or if it's the 24-7 site that covers Oklahoma. He's a recruiting guy there. And he put in a crystal ball for Williams Nwaneri. I don't know if I'm saying the young man's name correctly. He's that number one defensive lineman, maybe the number one player in the country from Kansas City that committed to Missouri. And you're like, well, how does that happen? Because he had Tennessee, Georgia, Oregon, and Oklahoma in his, uh, in, in his fi- on his final list. He chose Mizzou, the home school. You remember Bill King let us know the other day, that's all to do with NIL. Money's already in the bank. There's, there's, there's a law in Missouri that if you sign with 
an in-state school and you're an in-state kid, then you can start making NIL money from now, the moment you sign. Now, is there an age? you have to have a conservatorship? Do your parents have to sign off? Are you 16, 15, 18? Is there an age, or is it just if you want to? All questions I don't know okay, the answer okay. to. But I do know that this stands out amongst the rest of the laws. I'm, I'm telling you. So I think, I think there's, there, I don't know if it's actually happened, but there, I think there had been a bill that was similar that was introduced in the Arkansas legislature, but I don't think it went anywhere. If I'm, if I'm in high school, if I have a, a kid that's a, a four-star, three whatever, we're, we're moving to Missouri. And, and you're, you're, I mean, what are you talking about? That's a quarter of a million dollars. That's a hundred grand, whatever you're saying. I mean, that's six figures. How many, how many other professions do you have where you're making that type of money? Well, this is also a prime example of the need for college football if they want it. Look, this is totally legal what has happened here. You know, when there's no overarching law across the country and no organization that has put forth guidelines or their own policies looking at UNCAA about how this operates and you leave it up to the schools and you leave it up to the state legislatures, well, then you end up with something like this, which is a totally uneven playing field. This is the Missouri State Legislature doing the recruiting for Mizzou. And that's what you're going to have across the country. That's what you may end up having in Arkansas if we don't get either the NCAA to grow a spine, figure out some way to have a policy about NIL that covers the whole 50 states and all of college football or all of college sports, or the last, the last way to get it done, which is, which is through Congress. This, to me, is a prime example of why that has to happen. Because this, this young kid, this is great for Missouri. There is no way... No way in a million years that Williams One Airy would have chosen Missouri if not for this law. Not for NIL. Yeah. Kudos to Missouri for being huge Tigers fans for you know, I mean it's it's the biggest diehard football legislature in the entire Southeastern Conference because they're doing the recruiting for Eli Drinkwitz. Joplin, Joplin looks good this time of year. Jefferson City looks good this time of year. Springfield, yeah, being be, be there, playing high school ball. And 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 Jeremiah's got a question about whether he collects the money and signing day flips to Georgia. That's I, what I, I asked Bill King. That's yeah. That, I, I don't have the answers to all of this. Yeah. What I what I what I'm what I'm saying and all the questions about you know what age and conservatorship or when can you start getting the money. The fact is, this kid went to Missouri because of this law. That's the thing that interests me more than anything else. And, and that's the kind of thing that shows that, yeah, the state legislatures are the laboratories of democracy. But in this case, it's the kind of thing that makes college football uh, way uneven state to state. And who was that? Hunter Dickinson? He, he went to, to Kansas based purely on money. That's what you're seeing with these, these high-level, top-level recruits. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.